Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Glamour Diva Talk Radio. Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready to welcome you to Diabetes Roundtable Goes Pink. I'm your host, Mr. Divabetic, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. Tonight, we're saluting breast cancer survivors living with diabetes. There's my standing ovation for all you Divas. Because guess what? My diva inspiration tonight is Nicki Minaj. Nicki rose to prominence when she released her debut album, Pink Friday, and I became a fan when she appeared on The Ellen Show. She met two pint-sized British fans, Sophia Gracie and Rosie, who performed her hit Super Bass on air. And I was so touched by the way Nicki supported these girls. I just loved it, and I felt she could inspire all of us to be flamboyant and to celebrate Pink for the month of October. Now, Nikki has performed many duets, collaborating with a wide range of artists, including Drake, Madonna, Justin Bieber, and even Taylor Swift. So I'd like to welcome my partners in crime, the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. <laughs> Two of the sexiest educators from the country. Please meet Connie Frazier from Pittsburgh, PA. Hi, Connie. Hello, Max, and hello, Divas. And all the way from Bethesda, Florida, and the pie eating contest, it's Kathy Gold from Washington, D.C. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Max. Hi, Divas. Welcome to the show. Now, Kathy Gold, you and I were just in Bethesda, Maryland, at Central Farm Market promoting diabetes at a pie uh, eating contest. And I know there's a lot of listeners out there scratching their head. So, what <laughs> were we trying to do that day? I think we were just trying to teach people that it's okay to eat. Anything, it's just the portion size. We have to be careful about the portion sizes. And there are ways to make healthy pies. There absolutely are. We had some delicious pies that day. And you did give a lot of great advice on portion size as well as how to manage your diabetes. And you also shattered that myth about the diabetic diet, which leads me to Connie Frazier, because guess what, Connie Frazier? You and I are going to be tag-teaming in Pittsburgh's ADA Expo talking about food aisle face-off. Tell everyone what's going to be happening on November 10th in Pittsburgh, PA. Well, November 10th is an exciting time for the Diabetes Expo, and Max, for the last number of years, has come to um, provide an, an inspiring and an, um, wonderful show to motivate and women with diabetes. And uh, there's a number of educators, including myself, who 
um, work along with the wonderful participants to educate women and inspire women to keep healthy and manage diabetes, but in a fun and entertaining way. So we're looking forward to November 10th. And what's our theme this year? Our theme this year is Gilligan's Island. So... We're going to have uh, particip- We're going to have the educators representing the fun characters of Gilligan's Island, and uh, have some great entertainment and education surrounding diabetes with the, the characters of Gilligan's Island. Absolutely. If you want more information, listeners, please go to information <laughs> at diabetes dot org forward slash expo Pittsburgh. Now, Angels, in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, our hot topic discussion tonight is about the alarming health trend showing that women with diabetes have a 20% higher risk of developing breast cancer than women without diabetes. Kathy Gold, have you dealt with patients living with both diagnoses in your practice? Yes, um, I do a diabetes helpline, and I talk to people across the country, and I have had a number of women call me that are struggling with both diabetes and cancer, and it's very difficult. Uh, but I have to say I have they have such a strong will to live, and they're so motivated that, um, I, you know, they, they are determined that they're going to beat this, and, and I, I see them working very, very hard to manage their diabetes, and it's not easy because they lost their appetite. They're not hungry. They're at um, higher risk for being depressed. I mean, can you imagine having to deal with two very horrible diseases that, that uh, you know, could have lots of complications? Um, but uh, I think that they, they try to put things in perspective uh, and try to take care of themselves. Uh, it's not, like I said, it's not easy. You know, blood sugar, uh, some of the medicines that they may be on may cause their blood sugars to be um, out of control. Many times they don't have the energy to be able to do any kind of physical activity. So, uh, you know, that that's such a great way to keep blood sugars in good control. But if you're not able to do it because of your, you know, the chemotherapy and not having the energy, that's certainly going to make, make it a much bigger struggle for you. Um, so it, you it know, is, I, I read about this trend, and I didn't really know who was out there who had it. And ever since I decided to handle this with the team, I keep reading about these statistics and how alarming the number of women dealing with both diagnoses is. I'm just wondering, like, have you heard that the high level of insulin may be the reason for the increase in breast cancer among uh, women living with diabetes? Have you heard anything about that health news? Yes. And what do you think about that? um, Yes, that's one of the things. I think there's lots we don't know. Some of the researchers are looking into that. They're looking at is it insulin that causes that uh, high incidences of of diabetes in the pancreas and the breast um, and the liver. Uh, I think the other thing is is it high blood sugars. I mean, we know that blood sugars kind of feed. um, Are they feeding malignancies? Are they causing an increase in blood sugars? Is that causing cells to develop and become a malignancy? Uh, So there's lots of unanswered questions. Um, and they are really looking at this. I mean, the numbers of diabetes is like 1.6 million new cases a year and 1.4 million of new cases of cancer a year. So this, these numbers are really, really high, and I, I think it's, it's good that research is starting to, to try to connect the dots and try to figure out exactly what's going on. Right. And, Connie Frazier, you work at the Jocelyn Diabetes Center in Pittsburgh, PA. What's your experience dealing with patients living with both breast cancer and diabetes? 
Well, my I have the utmost respect, I have to say, first, because managing diabetes in and itself is a very challenging disease. And then when we have a diagnosis of breast cancer as well, both of them really create a lot of challenges for women. So I applaud the women that I work with because they do an excellent job in trying to manage and keep healthy um, with managing both of these very serious situations. And it's not easy. Um, I think that Kathy brought up some really excellent points regarding um, it really can compromise self-care. And so um, gathering the support from um, those people that help to nourish our our spirit is very important. So I think that um, these women do an excellent job in in, um, managing with these diseases, but gathering support from those around is really another important um, factor to consider as well. Absolutely. And the American Cancer Society recommends listeners that you begin having annual mammograms at the age of 40, and it's best, uh, the most effective treatment is to have early detection. So I'd like to bring in diabetic image and style director Catherine Schuler, who's going to share her personal story about early detection. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Max. Hi, everyone. Hello, divas. I uh, am pre-diabetic, so I was diagnosed almost five years ago with pre-diabetes, and uh, not that I have a very high A1C, but it seems as though every other year when I go for a mammogram, I have to have the mammogram redone because they see shadows or fibroids or whatever, and I've had several biopsies, and um, nothing, thank goodness, has uh, turned up to be malignant. Or, um, it's all been benign, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if, if there isn't a correlation just <laughs> on my own. Um, but you have to watch it, and, you know, I... I always felt as though diabetes is a game of numbers and cancer is a game of time. And I feel as though I can manage my diabetes, my pre-diabetes, and I know my numbers and denial is not my style, but if I had cancer, it would be a game of time. And, I, you know, I would be uh, very, very driven uh, to take take that before it gets to any stage four. But with diabetes, you can manage it. It's not a quote-unquote death sentence. Um, As soon as you find out you have diabetes or pre-diabetes, you have to immediately, you know, um, work to be a better eater, not a perfect eater, change your diet, get a little more exercise. I started biking around the city, and I feel like I'm getting better uh, mammogram results. I might still have those shadows in my breasts, but I still uh, feel as though they're not malignant, they're not benign, because I'm taking care of my diabetes and I'm controlling and managing it properly. And I love that you're personifying that proactive diva who's out there taking charge of her health in so many ways. And, of course, you and I and everyone on the team tonight is urging everyone to go out for some early detection. Thank you so much for joining the show. Now, listeners, once you have breast cancer, you have your breast cancer, cancer treatment is over, you may be asking yourself, now what? So joining me now to help you return to your new normal is shapewear expert, Connie Elder. Hello, Connie. Hey, Max. Hey, Davis. How are you tonight? We wanted to give you an applause because you're always <laughs> helping boost confidence by lending support. Uh, that's a wink, wink nod there. Connie, you know, my deep inspiration, Nicki Minaj, is a very flamboyant dresser. And I'm sure breast cancer not only affects your health, 
health, but also plays with your self-confidence. So can you guide us through some shaper solutions for breast cancer survivors that are going to boost their confidence and make them feel like a diva again? Absolutely. Self-confidence and self-image are a big part of it. And so a lot of things that you see happening to your body is there's changes to your body. Sometimes women have to have uh, reconstruction. Sometimes it's just a lumpectomy. And let's talk about the lumpectomy part first. If someone just has a lumpectomy, then they may have one side of their breast smaller than the other. We all have that, so that's not that unusual, but it might be just a little bit more so because of the lumpectomy. And we find that there are a lot of women who can use a product that we sell called Smart Cups. They're normally, in a normal situation, they're used just to um, fill in a smaller side or they're used for modesty and shaping. But what some women that are having a lumpectomy are doing is they're taking those and doubling them up, putting them in the smaller side where they had the lumpectomy, and then feeling like their bras are fitting just fine, the same bras that they've had. But also, for the women who are having reconstruction, there's always the challenge of having a bra that works while you're going through the reconstruction. We have a bra in our bra line called Go-To Bras. It's called Deborah. It has no underwire. It has an open front. It actually has uh, a closure at the top of the strap like a nursing bra, so it's really nice if you have some places where you're healing. So it's a beautiful bra from that standpoint, and it's extremely comfortable. So that's a great one while you're going through the reconstruction. But after you have reconstruction, you want to go in and get a fit. You can do that by going online to different sites, ours included at gotobras.com, and we have instructions on how to measure yourself. Because after reconstruction, no matter if you were reconstructed at the same size, your breasts are going to be most likely shaped different in some way. So therefore, you're going to need a new fit and get a new selection of bras that make you feel really good about yourself. And I think that's very, very important because everything underneath matters, and what you're wearing underneath gives you that self-confidence, and it helps your self-image. It's glamour, fearless, and it's best. Now, Connie, October is also National Domestic Violence Month, and you are truly an amazing inspiration for showing women how claiming it can lead you to changing it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit why you're so such a passionate advocate for this cause as well? Well, I'm a survivor of domestic violence myself, and we all want to be survivors, whether it's breast cancer or domestic violence. And it happens to be that we bring awareness to both of these subjects, which affect so many women in this same month of October. Um, one thing I would like everyone to do is to think about the fact that you, we all have sisters, mothers, co-workers, aunts, daughters that are female. And so both of these diseases, whether it be the breast cancer or actually domestic violence is kind of its own disease, if you want to call it such, but one in four women experience a domestic violent relationship in their lifetime. So my challenge to you today is to go on one of the websites that teaches you about domestic violence warning signs and educate yourself and have a place where if someone that you know, whether it's a relative, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, approaches you with some of these warning signs in their relationship, that you can guide them to a place to get help because there's hope if they have help. And I just to challenge you to know more about that subject, just like we all want to prevent breast cancer, let's prevent and eradicate domestic violence as well. 
Well, thank you for joining the show. Now, straight ahead, listeners, it's time for Dining Out with a Dietitian. Let's welcome back Connie Frazier. Hi, Connie. Hello, Max. Tonight, you're dining out with me to help listeners aim to become a better eater, not a perfect eater, when they're ordering off the menu. So have you been reading any of the headlines lately about divas, Connie? I have been, and I think All that... All right, well, there's, uh, a huge, there's a huge diva feud going on between Nicki Minaj and Mariah Carey. So I want to go right to the set of American Idol, and I thought we'd dine out in L.A. and have pink hot dogs tonight just because I want to be ringside for these two women. All right. What do you think? I think and, that's know, great. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj is red hot right now, not only because of her career, but also apparently from packing some heat. So I'd like to order a nine-inch stretch chili dog or the Lord of the Rings. I can't decide. The Lord of the Rings has a 10-inch stretch hot dog with barbecue sauce and onion rings. What do you think? <laughs> well, I think we would all agree, having diabetes or not, those aren't choices that we want to make on a very regular or frequent basis. You know, but... All things in moderation can work. So how do I make a healthy choice when I order a hot dog? I'm sure all condiments are not created equal. What would you tell me to steer away from and, and go after? Well, actually, we certainly know that hot dogs in general, um, again, we want to use those in moderation because they're much higher in fat and sodium, but an occasional treat is fun, and we want to enjoy that, and that's part of living healthy with diabetes and, and enjoying life. But you're right, the condiments can really make a big difference. So when we choose condiments like the cheeses and the chili, that adds a lot more fat and calories to the menu. If we, I actually went on the, uh, I went to Pink's on online. <laughs> I didn't get to visit there on purpose, on, in person. But if we order sides like the grilled onions or the coleslaw or the guacamole, um, even sauerkraut, much lower in fat and calories. So that could be a healthy option to curtail the um, the caloric intake of the of the cheese and the and the chili, which would not always be in our best interest. All right, that's great advice. Now I'm still thinking. Not only thinking hot dogs, I'm thinking divas right now, and I'm ready to pass the boa. Hello, Diva, oh, hello, Diva. It's time to pass the boa and show us your new attitude. Let's meet tonight's Diabetes Numerology Game contestant and real-life Diva from Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's Leola. Hi, Max. Hi, everyone. Oh, I have to give you a standing ovation. <laughs> Isn't Aretha Franklin from Michigan? The Detroit area. And isn't Anita Baker from Michigan? Detroit area. I could do that all night, just give you applause for all the Detroit divas <laughs> in here. So who are you a fan of, Mariah Carey or Nicki Minaj? Um, I probably would be partial to both, for oh. their music style is different, so... Well, you know, that was kind of shocking news when it hit that those two were not getting along, but I really don't think it can compare to the drama you faced when you were first diagnosed with diabetes. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about your diagnosis to Diva's story? 
My um, diagnosis was a little bit different in the sense that I am, di- well, now I'm diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, but I was not diagnosed as a child, and most of us know that type 1 is usually looked at as juvenile diabetes. I was diagnosed at the age of 39 on Thanksgiving Day 2008, and initially I was diagnosed with a blood sugar level that couldn't even be read on a glucometer day had to come back later and tell me that my blood sugar was too high to read and my E1C was extremely high. It landed me in the admit, being admitted to the hospital and in intensive care for three days. And I still was going through that thing where because of my age, my weight, and those things that I was thought to be type 2, but later on through additional testing, it was discovered that I was actually type 1, and now I'm living with type 1 diabetes. But the amazing thing is that, I mean, I know that was a, must have been horrifying for you, but you have such a proactive stance on it today. And, you know, I know for a fact that you have said uh, to me on, the, on our pre-interview and before that, you know, you love your independence. That's what's motivating you to stay healthy. But you also claim that diabetes has been a blessing in disguise. Can you explain what you mean by that to the listeners? It's just been, for me, a blessing in disguise because initially in looking at the diagnosis or not really knowing what I was dealing with, it was depressing, but after the diagnosis and the proper doctors and the treatments and those things, it's making me aware of what's going on with my body and making me take better care of myself. In addition to all of that, I've met a whole new group of people, a great support system being that I'm part of a support group here. I work with a national patient-to-patient mentoring program. I'm working with the ADA, JDRS, and since diagnosis and with all the support that I have, including my health care team, I've been fine. My health has probably been a lot better than it was prior to my diagnosis in that sense. I know what's going on. I'm aware and I'm able to re- respond to my health in that sense now. Just for me, knowledge is power, and it's just helping me to stay that more independent in that sense. It's having it and knowing what I have. It's just making life a lot easier for me. I, It's diabetes. I can deal with it. It's not a death sentence. There's a lot of help out there, and just be by knowing what I have and being able to go out and get some of that help, I'm fine. All right. Well, boom, 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 as Nicki Minaj said, and hats off to you. Are you ready to play our diabetes numerology game? Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you Excited for all this Detroit Divas, and you're from Grand Rapids. I want to clarify that I don't think you're from Detroit. But I am uh, from Detroit. Initially, originally from Detroit, living in Grand Rapids now. All right. That, well, R E S P E C T. We're going to learn how to do diabetes numerology. This is how it works, listeners. I'm going to read aloud a random blood sugar value to Leola and a related situation. Then I'll ask her how she would deal with this situation. Next, the angels will discuss Leola's solution and share some tips. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone. Check your own check with your doctor to find out what your specific game plan should be and form a healthcare entourage like Leola did 
and visit DivaDark.org for free diabetes numerology game downloads. Now, Leola, are you a Celine Dion fan? No, but I'm familiar with her music. All right. Well, you might want to grab a life jacket because tonight's diabetes numerology game puzzle is loosely based on the film The Titanic, now hitting theaters in 3D. Your diabetes numerology situation, you're posing naked in your cabin as a young, handsome Leonardo DiCaprio paints you when you suddenly hear the captain yell, Iceberg, here's your diabetes numerology blood sugar value, 49. What would you do? I would treat my lobe. I would would hope that I would have juice or some glucose tablets close and take a half a cup of juice and maybe a few tablets and wait 30 minutes and check myself again and hope that I'm back at a normal blood sugar level. You're going to wait 30 minutes on the the Titanic? I would hope that it's not at a sinking point at this point. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's hear what Kathy Gold has to say. Kathy Gold, she's on the Titanic. Her blood sugar is 49. What did you you think of Leola's solution? I think it's a great solution. She she didn't over overcompensate. She took a half a glass of juice. She didn't drink everything in sight uh, that, that might raise her blood sugar. Uh, I think waiting 30 minutes might be a little bit long. She probably only has to wait about 10 to see if it makes a difference. And if, it, if it's still low, she could repeat taking some more juice or uh, some more glucose tablets. And Connie Fraser, what do you think of her reaching for the juice before she reached for the rope? Ah, I think her her routine of reaching for the juice before the robe is excellent because you want to get that blood sugar up, and you know what? Then put that robe on. Worry about it later. But in, for now, enjoy the moment in in your uh, posing for your picture. But that four ounces of juice or the glucose tablets, the three or four of those would be awesome. And then you want to wait for that fifteen minutes for that to hike up that blood sugar. Then you can put your robe on. Recheck your blood sugar if it's back up. Then you're fine. Have a snack or a meal. If it's still low, you need a little more juice or or, or the glucose tablets. Now, Leola might be wearing an insulin pump because she's living with type 1. Are there waterproof insulin pumps for this kind of situation? Well, the pumps are are amazing technology, and they're either waterproof or water-resistant. So depending on how much time you'll be spending in the water, you can find a pump that meets your needs. But I think all of them have some water protection, and we're going to hope that we're not going under just yet. (laughs) All right. And, Leola, what are you going to do with the necklace? Are you going to return to the ship's balcony 100 years later and throw it into the water? That's what I want to say. I think I would... Return it because that's the honest thing to do, right? If it's not mine, I can't oh, keep it. Oh, I love that. I love it, Honest Diva. And for playing Diabetes Numerology tonight and helping us raise awareness in a fun new way, you're going to get a new natural gift basket filled with diabetic safe, low glycemic sweeteners, a Cabot cheese gift basket filled with low fat, delicious cheddar cheese, and a healthy chocolate basket from Lily at www.simple-approach-2-healthy-living.com. Do you feel like a diva, Leola? Yes, thank you. All right. It's been a lot of fun. You're going to meet the mama of all divas in a second. Please welcome to the show, Mama...
It's Mother Your Diabetes with Mama Rosemary. Hi, Mama Rosemary. And hi, Max. Nice to be here again. Hey. I'm so glad that you are going pink this month. I'd like to salute four of my dearest friends who are breast cancer survivors, Anna Mae and Rosie and Bunny and Virginia. They're all breast cancer survivors, and I'm so proud of them. Anna Mae is almost 20, 30 years of being a, a survivor, so that's just wonderful. And now I'm going to give you my tip for the month. Uh, I want everyone living with multiple health conditions to learn how to keep track of their medications. Try to develop a routine for taking your prescriptions. Get a pill box that is marked with the days of the week and fill that pill box at the beginning of each week. This is an easy way to tell when each day's medications have been taken. Ciao for now. Thank you, Mama Rose, and I want to tell all my listeners, please donate to DivaBetic and help us keep our dazzle. Go to the donate page of divabetic.org to make your charitable contribution. And look for DivaBetic, look for DivaBetic in Philadelphia, San Diego, and Pittsburgh. Did you have a good time tonight, Leola? Yes, wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And tell us the name of your support group in Michigan. It's called More Than Numbers Diabetes Support Group. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we're a support group for adults with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes. All right. Now, remember, Leola and everyone else, I'm so glad to be part of your entourage. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.